Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. John Bloom here, and you're listening to the Sun's Solar Panel, which is much more informative and entertaining than listening to my solar panels, but not nearly as environmentally friendly. And welcome to the Phoenix Suns Solar Panel Podcast. We do appreciate you guys joining us. Today on the show, we are going to recap the dates of the upcoming season, the lottery, the draft, and the agency. We're going to talk about five free agents available the Suns could sign for the NBA restart, as well as a few others, but five top ones. Uh, we're also going to talk about five Suns free agents and what those Suns players need to do during the NBA restart to earn a new contract with the Suns and if the Suns should even re-sign them. We're going to react to Suns headlines from Reddit and Devin Booker meet up with Kendall Jenner with a game called Kendall or Jenner. My name is Tim Tompkins. As always, joining us, Mr. Greg Esposito. The game is called Kendall or Kendall. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> Either way. And <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave King. You managed to misspell Kendall. Like, even after writing it down the first time. That is awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, how's it going, everybody? Good morning. So the, the upcoming dates. All right. I am going to go and just make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, the NBA coming back is kind of like finally uh, getting together with that girl you've been wanting to get together with and then realizing the next day that maybe that wasn't the best idea. Um, but the NBA is moving forward. We're excited about the NBA coming back. Maybe we're not so excited about what? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe because Kyrie Irving, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, actually, that's right. So it's more like getting the date with the girl you've been wanting to go out with for a long time, and then realizing later that maybe you shouldn't go on that date. So there we go. Thanks to Kyrie Irving, um, actually not being a bad guy like he's being portrayed. He's actually trying to be. I mean, he's weird, but he's trying to actually be smart, and maybe there's good reasons not to go back and pretend that like nothing ever happened uh, <laughs> by playing basketball in a bubble. Uh, there are a lot of social things going on right now. There's a lot of uh, health things going on right now. So why not throw a thousand people into a bubble and then let a lot of bunch bunch of other people come in and out of the bubble, like uh, <clears throat> Disney employees and stuff? Okay, I'm gonna do what Tim asked me to do here. And I am going to recap all the dates so far just so we know what's supposed to happen. Teams are supposed to uh, get back into their home markets, like players are supposed to get back into their home markets by June 22nd, which is basically a week from Monday. Players like Dario Saric or anybody else who's been out of town and hasn't stayed in Phoenix the whole time needs to be back in Phoenix by the 22nd. On the 23rd, and and for this next week, two coaches at a time can now work out a player, as opposed to uh, just one or or none working out players until now when they come into the gym. Uh, the Suns are going to be doing all of this at the Madhouse in McDowell um, until they go to Florida, and that's uh, 
that the old son's veteran veterans memorial coliseum uh so that is the 22nd they're supposed to all be back in town 23rd is the official start date of of actual um getting together and getting in shape in your own locales um and there's probably going to be a ramp up on three on threes and five on fives and stuff like that at that time head coaches can start participating and they do that for a couple of weeks and then um they fly around july 11th they fly to orlando or maybe it's the week before because they'll have to quarantine at some point right so there that hasn't been fully defined but training camps are supposed to start july 9th and go for almost three weeks. In that final week, there's going to be up to three intra-squad practices. They are scrimmages they can have with other teams um, as warm-ups. But basically, they go straight into a regular season on July 30. So July 30 is when that season actually starts now. It was July 31st, but now it's July 30. <clears throat> and they, um, the Suns, or any teams that are done after only eight games, uh, they'll be out of there within the next six weeks. Those eight games, um, well, most of the teams will be out of there within six weeks. The Suns, after eight games, will probably be out of there in two or three weeks. And teams like that, unless there's a miracle run, they go 8-0, 10-0, something like that to get into the playoffs. Uh, but then the playoffs start in early August, and they finish up in early October. Uh, the last possible date for a Game 7 of the Finals will be October 13th. Uh, the NBA draft is two days later on October 15th. Free agency is three days after that. And then the opening of training camp for next season is tentatively two weeks after that. So uh, it's a really tight run up to next season. And uh, those are your dates. And so, yeah, we've got a crazy next few months, assuming everything stays on track. Assuming this isn't a, uh, a brothel on two wheels and it's really... <laughs> <laughs> a marching Gortat. Really <laughs> yeah, this uh this whole compacted schedule is going to be very interesting. And can you Dave, I, I don't know if I if I've read this anywhere, but with records locked in right now for draft lottery, if the Suns do find a way to sneak into the playoffs, does that just mean Memphis would move into the lottery or whoever well, I guess it would be Memphis yeah. because they hold the eighth seed. The Suns wouldn't keep their lottery spot and make the playoffs uh, with the with the uh, the seeding the 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 records being locked already. Correct. Correct. Yeah, uh, the Suns. But you're right. The Suns are locked into tenth on the lottery okay. odds until unless they make the playoffs. Damn. If any team, yeah. If any, unless of course there's a lottery still, the lottery itself is supposed to happen on August 25th, some random date after the playoffs start. Um, the Suns will be in 10th unless they make the playoffs. Every other team will be exactly where they are unless they make the playoffs. So one team can jump out of the lottery and then push the Grizzlies back into the lottery. Uh, that's unfortunate because I was hoping. Even if the Suns made the playoffs, they were locked in, so we could get the Suns in the finals, and then two days later, the Suns with the number one pick. It would be the ultimate uh, greatest uh, stretch in Suns <laughs> history, right there. So, 
damn, I guess it's not happening. But uh, if Kyrie uh, seems to get his way, we may not have any basketball. Is that, what was there, 80, 80 NBA players or, or more than that on a conference call on Friday night discussing whether or not uh, <laughs> this should even happen? Uh, that that worries me in and of itself that we may not actually see see basketball. And uh, I, I don't. I, I somewhat well, understand Kyrie's well, you points. Know what? And don't. <clears throat> on some level, it worries me that we might not see basketball, but on, on another level, it worries me that we will see basketball. Well, that's true. I mean, these I, guys, there, there could be just a, a, every team, every sports team that's gotten together has, has gotten positive cases. Um, every sports team that comes back, comes back. It's just a matter of what are you going to do if the positive cases happen? And um, those the, the NBA is currently saying they're going to quarantine that person for, um, what is it, 14 days? And then you could sign some other player from the street, but that player has to wait a week <laughs> because they have to be quarantined unless they're already on the team. So you've got some uh, – it, it's going to be weird, and there will be some players who sit out. What's funny is um, Carmelo Anthony made some kind of comment that – this is a this is the run for young folks. Uh, he's on Portland, who's currently in tenth or twelfth right now. Is he sixty five? Carmelo, you're still only you're less you're younger <laughs> than Greg, so uh, you're not old and you're not any more susceptible than anybody else is. But if you want to make this a run for young folks, then that's fine. It gives the Suns a better chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Trailblazers are ninth. So the Suns do have the option of signing a free agent, if you will, for the uh, restart. Wanted to talk about a couple different possibilities that the Suns could re-sign. Get your guys' thoughts. Uh, let's start off with uh, the bigger name players. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Of course, it'd be nice to have a backup point guard. We will talk a little bit later uh, about what some of the Suns' ratings were with Ty Jerome and other backup point guards on the Suns' roster currently. J.R. Smith. Jamal Crawford, who Dave wrote an article about that on Bright Side of the Sun. Joakim Noah and DeMarcus Cousins. Okay, I'm sorry, but nobody should be bringing J.R. Smith inside the bubble. That just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen on multiple fronts. Like, uh, like he's going to inevitably give somebody a tainted meat pie. If, uh, if you watch Game of Zones, you get that reference. But, uh, you know, like, I, I just, J.R. Smith, anywhere near any team in this bubble, I think, is an awful idea. Uh, unless it's one of the teams battling for eighth that isn't the Suns, and then sign J.R. Smith, please. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> figure out a way to cause as much chaos with those other teams. Uh, I don't want to see Jamal Crawford. We got the Jamal Crawford experience last year. Good dude, hard worker. Uh, but if he was going to be in the Suns' plans, he should have been on the roster the whole time. So I, I don't need to see well, Jamal Crawford. Let me push back a little bit. Right now. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. You go first. Uh, Who is the backup to right now for the Suns? Yeah, you've got Javon Carter. You've got Elliot no, no, the, no, the backup. Two. Oh, backup, backup two. Uh, yeah. yeah, backup two. Yeah, well, like, you don't need a backup two when Devin Booker's gonna have to play. <laughs> gonna have to play forty-eight minutes for you guys to actually win, anyways. Oh, so. Tim. so, Tim, what I'll say is the backup two right now is is um, Cameron Johnson and Mikel Bridges and Kelly Oubre right. and anyone depending on the lineups. 
I get what you're saying. It'd be nice to have someone like a Luke Kennard or whatever to come off the bench and be well, a Well, it, it would player. be nice to have another shooting guard on the it roster. It would be nice. Sure. Yeah. It'd be nice if we had Ty- the healthy Tyler Johnson, who was supposed to be on the team this year. That's right. Um, for sure. But why, if you were going to sign Jamal Crawford, he's been sitting there all year. He was on your roster last year. Why wouldn't you have done it already? Right now, I don't think Jamal Crawford coming in makes any any real impact other than taking shots away from other guys who've already been in the system working all year with this group. I just don't see how, how it helps. Oh, it helps if, if one of the big guys goes down, you need someone to take shots. I'd rather have Jamal Crawford taking shots than Elia Kobo. Okay. If, if one of the guys gets injured, fine. If you're looking for an injury replacement, maybe, but I just looking right now, Trying to add a, another a, another element to this, I just I unless it's an emergency, I just don't see the point. And if I'm Jamal Crawford and I'm trying to get into this bubble situation, I'm not going to the Suns. I'm going to a team that actually uh, has a legit shot at at the playoffs. I'm hey, for one that. one in one in ten thousand, buddy. One in hey, ten thousand. Well, yes, it's it's a better <laughs> chance than than Dave has at, at wife number three, I think. But you know, like <laughs> I, I I think we. Uh, I just I don't get it. I don't get why Jamal Crawford would even consider <laughs> going to the Suns. No. I I could give myself a much better chance, man. I'm just gotta go <laughs> well, on. Uh, Dave, I've I've seen Dave work. He he, he could. Yeah, well, he, give Dave, let's give Dave some credit. I mean, honestly, credit where credit's due. Have you seen this man's shoes? Hey, Dave, Dave can pull free agents, <laughs> right? But it, it, is, if he's going for a championship and a ring, I, I don't know. That's that, that's my analysis. On, I don't draft on well. Is that what you're saying? No, oh, you I draft can, well. Get, I've uh, seen I've seen the youngins. All right, you draft well. There's no problem with that. All right. <laughs> so let's let's be very clear by youngins. Well, young compared to Dave, right. they're thirties, right? right? Yes. Okay. Let's just... Compared so there, to so Dave, there's no question. I get those forty something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah. Yeah. Well, no, no. God, no. Please, no, like, no. And no, he's no, the... no, no. Ed, so this, no. this is kind of in, encompasses my issue with a lot of Suns fans is that no matter who you say and when you say it, the answer is always no. Well, no, right? there, there's like, a good reason. What I really want is the 20, there's the eight teams that, that can't go, that their season is officially over and their free agents become free agents right now. That's what I want. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> J- Joakim Noah being on this roster is an awful idea because if we rewind back to the off season, remember the whole don't double team me thing. Wasn't that Joe Kim Noah yelling at Devin Booker? I don't think double team me, bro. I don't think you kind of want that as we're, as we're needing the best chemistry we've, we've seen in decades with the Phoenix Suns to go on an eight. I don't think Joe Kim Noah would be a chemistry problem. He's just, he's a competitor. He would be a basketball problem oh, that, because he's only played in over a year, he's, or and he wasn't good the last two or three years. And it'd be kind of weird to go, hey, de- we go from DeAndre Ayton to the corpse of Joe Kim Noah who can't move uh, and and is just <laughs> clogging the lane. I don't think it fits. Well, plus the you've got assuming you've got Baines and Ayton healthy, and, assuming and Frank too, and Frank, Frank, Frank. Yes. Speaking of Frank, uh, I don't know what happened to him in quarantine. I don't know if he's giving himself his own haircuts, but I saw 
a son's video uh, yesterday with them working out and uh, like the top of his hair really long. It kind of buzzed, kind of like mine, and then his beard is really long. It looks like half his hair just migrated down to his chin. It's very confusing. <laughs> I do not understand, but it's all right. So, and then also well, he's probably avoiding the hair cutters. Well, also I have to, I have to give the sons credit because in that video there's a rack that they show that that has basketballs on it, and it says sweaty balls, which is the balls that they have to clean because somebody's used them. That just uh, the highlight of my week was was noticing that in the sons video. Anyway, let's proceed uh, because right, uh, De De Demarcus Cousins. Ah. Uh... That's uh, that's intriguing to to you're you're adding. We got we got Baines. The the got point DeAndre is, Ayton. do you want to kick is, the is... maybe kick the tires on a guy that uh, that's coming off a major injury that could be a, a quality backup next year with Baines being a, a free agent. I mean that could be a, a reason to consider it uh, to to get an inside track if you have any interest. In DeMarcus Cousins, uh, no, I don't know that they do. I don't know that they should, but that would be a reason to at least consider it is uh, is to kick the tires, get an up-close look on a guy that uh, has been a difference if, maker in the past. If the Suns could pick him up like the Warriors did, where, look, man, you're about the 15th guy. If there's room, if there's time, whatever, we'll make it work. But otherwise, there's no promise of playing time. But – the thing is, if he signs with the 21st out of 21, 22 teams, uh, he's going to be only doing that if he's promised playing time. Yeah. And there's no way I want him and DeAndre Aiden playing next to each other on the court at the same time. <laughs> no. There's just not – it just can't happen. No. So I it's agree. only if Aiden isn't going to play at all or if Baines isn't going to play at all. But if those two guys are going to play and there's nothing wrong with them, you don't bring in DeMarcus Cousins. You just don't. Yeah, I think that I think that's a fair assessment. I don't right. disagree so, with that. So far, a whole bunch of no's. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a uh, Alan Crab. See, I would do that. I would do so, an Alan Crab. Well, that sounded weird. I'll get <laughs> um, Dave, Dave, I now branching out to find that and find Alan that third. Crab uh, because he's a career thirty-nine percent three-point shooter, even though he had a bad year this year. And he is the Johnson, uh, well, of the rest of the NBA because he got the same contract Tyler Johnson did that summer. The Nets were trying to sign guys away. And so he just expired his – he's just finishing his $19 million contract in his final year too. So – and now he's on the on the street. So I would definitely do a um, an Allen Crab for sure. Yeah, Dave would like a case of crab. I get it. And, you know, it's, it's I knew fun. you were waiting for that. You didn't even hear anything I had to say. Who was waiting to drop that one? Who who's talking? Huh? What? Uh, no, I agree with you, Dave. I, I think I would. Uh, of all the names that I've heard so far, I think that's the most intriguing, just because it's potential additional shooting. We all know uh, in the NBA, you can never have enough three point shooting uh, on your roster because you know if Cam Johnson uh, winds up getting hurt or just it isn't shooting well or, or any of these guys that you rely on for the long distance shot, then you've got, got another option you can roll out there. It, 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 hey, that name is excellent. Folk, Greg. What? Uh, when Cam oh, Johnson okay. gets hurt. True. It's, ah, only, it's oh. only eight games, though. I think maybe uh, he can make it eight games. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Did he make it eight games all season? I don't know. <laughs> What's Probably the over-under on Suns just on the injured list not having anything to do with COVID just because they suddenly ramp up the full NBA speed real fast? Oh, I think uh, that's a big problem for I'd say everybody. two or three. Yeah. I, I think at so least. You've got to sign guys who can actually play. Yeah, I think at least two guys uh, have have the opportunity to. Uh, the Suns have just to let everybody in on it here because we didn't actually mention this part. The Suns do have an open roster spot because they released Tyler Johnson uh, right after the trade deadline, and he did not sign with anybody else, by the way. So he's out there. Um, they they released Tyler Johnson, so they have one open roster spot, and they also released Jared Harper right before the shutdown, so they have one two way spot open. So. The Suns could sign someone to a two-way spot and bring them to Orlando and have them available in case of injury or whatever, and they can sign a roster spot guy. So that's why we're talking about this. Uh, so this, I really do think the Suns should sign a real NBA player for that 15th spot for sure. Uh, let's go some uh, comments in the chat right now. Isaiah Coleman saying, basically, we need to do everything in our power to replace a Kobo. Um, I don't think that's within our power. I think <laughs> we've talked about it many times before, and it's clear that Elliot Kobo has some sort of... I would um, argue that we have been doing everything in our power to replace right. a Kobo <laughs> by talking about him every week for the last two years. Uh, Vincent says Fareed would be nice. I'm not sure that I disagree with that, honestly. I've always kind of been a fan of Fareed. And Iverson Vlog Sun Life says, what about Lance Stevenson? Uh, just the same reason I wouldn't go anywhere near J.R. Smith. Uh, no, thank you on Lance Stevenson. But Vincent in the chat just made a a very, very interesting point that is quite intriguing to me. What about Jeremy Lin as a backup point guard? Yeah, I I'd consider that. I mean, it's it's better than than Elia Kobo. I mean, that that would be that would be intriguing to me uh, with that. I, I could I could see that being helpful or. Uh, and I'm I'm probably jumping the gun. I know you have him on the list, but Isaiah Thomas uh, is is break glass in case of emergency. Uh, in my mind, uh, maybe roll the dice on that. If because look, when you get a one in ten thousand chance, you're gonna have to do something crazy to get in. So that certainly would fall under that category as well. Well, that's where Gerald Green came in before, right? Uh, Isaiah Thomas, you look at what he did this season after he came back. I mean, the guy was shooting like 30 35%. But you, you know what? If he happens to have a hot couple of games, he can win you a couple of games the same way that he Gerald Green could. He did actually shoot pretty well when he was taking shots. The problem is he can't get to the basket anymore because he lost his mobility uh, with the hip issues. And he is worse on defense than ever. Uh, so that's the that's the problem. He can, But he can catch and sh- shoot as long as he's got some space to get the shot off. I don't know. I'm, I'm, he would be okay. Would he be better than, oh, let's do this, Jamal Crawford or Isaiah Thomas? Yep, no, I stand corrected. He, uh, he shot 41% this season, which was a uh, career high from three. And his actual field goal percentage was uh, 41%, which was his best since 2016-2017. What do you guys think, Jamal Crawford or Isaiah Thomas? Crawford. Uh, Isaiah, because there's the potential that somehow he finds him his old self there. Maybe his hip regenerates. I, I think you got to say that again. You totally lo- we lost you on that one. Uh, I couldn't hear you. I was saying that maybe 
Uh, I'd probably go Isaiah Thomas because maybe he finds a way to uh, refine himself uh, and there's that potential. I think we know what Jamal Crawford is. You probably get one high-scoring game, uh, and, and that's probably what he offers you. And maybe Isaiah Thomas find, find, refines a little bit of his magic in the Magic Kingdom. I don't know. I, look, you're, the bottom line here is we're scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to find an answer that we're not going to find because these guys would be on a roster if they were good enough to have an impact on, on swinging the Suns from 1 in 10,000 odds to actually making the playoffs. Okay, I'm going to pull one out of my hat here. What about Steve Nash, the okay. actual 40-whatever-year-old <laughs> Steve Nash? Steve, we'd love you to come back. Uh, you're in the Hall of Fame already. <laughs> We're not sure you could move, but at least the fans would be You interested. might be able to move better than Isaiah Thomas. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he does not have a hip, a hip issue. I do worry about, though, that Nash and, and Crawford are pretty much a, approaching the danger zone on age yeah, I, <laughs> for the pandemic. I think Jeremy Lin is the, is the answer if you're going to go back up point guard. I just That name really, really intrigues me. Uh, of of all the guys that uh, that you're gonna you're gonna wind up going, hey, we're at the bargain bin, and they look, hey, you know, it's it's like when you go to the uh, the Blu-ray bargain bin, and you're like, hey, this movie wasn't awful. I guess I I guess I can uh, Blu-ray uh, bargain <laughs> bin. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what we're uh, talking like Redbox. Do, do people still do, do people still uh, buy DVDs and Blu-rays? Is that still a thing at Walmart? I I, I see that bin all the time, and I'm looking bin, at yeah. yeah, yeah but does know, anyone buy from it anymore? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you'd have a bin if people didn't buy from it. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, they uh, they had VHS tapes for a long time after as well. <laughs> you know. I mean, okay, I so guess I guess ugly people what? have Tinder too, and uh, so I guess well, you know what, what uh, it is. ugly people need love too, right? Exactly, Dave? and that's the that's what we're talking about is the ugly people of the NBA right now. We're trying to give love to somebody that hasn't been able to either stay on or get on a roster this year. Uh, so let's talk All about right, so the just bring back Tyler Johnson. Fine. Yep. Fine. Okay. Go. <laughs> Trying, trying to move off the topic. Let's let's keep it going. Go, Tyler Johnson. Yes. Oh, okay. You want me to keep going? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? What if he's what if he's recovered? I don't know if he had the knee surgery that he probably needed this whole season, um, but it's possible that as other people get healthy, maybe he is too. So give him an eight game trial to show the NBA that he actually can play again, and then he'll get his contract for next year. He fits, obviously, with the team in the locker room. He gets along with everybody. He was one of the original Valley Boys. I think he'd be potentially a good pickup if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, then obviously, no. Again, uh, Tyler, can they even uh, – what's the rule? If you cut a guy like they did, can you re-sign him? I mean, I guess you're still paying him, so you might as well be able to bring him back, right? How would that work? Yeah, I think they can bring him back. So you'd have I'm to pay him to twice? There's some kind of 30-day rule, but I think we passed all that by now. So, so basically they'd be paying Tyler Johnson not only his $19 million salary, but whatever <laughs> no, whatever no, veteran no. minimum? <laughs> it offsets. So whatever they be, it just they just start paying him again, um, some portion of that salary. So he's still getting his full 19. Okay. Well, that makes it. All right. That, Actually, that makes if I'm more Tyler sense. Johnson, I don't go to Orlando anyway because I'm already getting my full salary. Uh, I don't know, man. Tyler Johnson needs another contract coming up. Well, let's talk about what um, 
Phoenix Suns players are going to be free agents next season and what the Suns or could be free agents next season, depending on uh, some of the contractual uh, situations, um, player options, that sort of thing. And whether or not what the Suns need to see from them during this at least eight game stretch in order to resign them. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Sharich, Shek Diallo, Akobo, Carter and Baines. Well, I, I think what it comes down to, the two names you're really looking at here are uh, well, maybe three, but you're looking at Kaminsky, you're looking at Baines, and maybe you're looking at, at Carter that, that are serious resign re options. I think the ship on Sarich has, has sailed, uh, which we saw when his playing time diminished significantly. Uh, so I think what you need to see from Kaminsky is that his mobility is 100% back. I mean, as mobile as he was before. I mean, he never was uh, was elite at, an elite athlete, but that he that this knee uh, injury hasn't significantly slowed him and that his shooting is is what we saw. I mean, we understand he's always going to be hot and cold, but he was an important part for this team early in the year. And then Aaron Baines needs to show who is he? Is he the guy from the beginning of the season who was lights out? Is he what we saw in January and February? Is he somewhere in between? Uh, there just needs to be some kind of gauge on on what what you can expect there. But the biggest problem here is the cap's going to shrink now because of the lost revenue. So the Suns have less cap space. So this is even more important to try to decide what your plans are moving forward. So you need, you, you need these guys to show you something because there's a good chance they wind up cutting Frank's salary just to open up enough to go after another free agent that they want. Unless, unless he, he really wows them because it's a player op or it's a team option, excuse me for, for Kaminsky for, I believe another 5 million next year. So it's, it, he's got to show you, enough that that James Jones and the front office goes yes it's worth keeping that five million on the books rather than rolling the dice to go uh, to go get somebody else and could we not give up on Carter just uh, you know I know that we've talked about this on prior episodes but uh, for the love of all things holy every single time the Suns get a young defensive point guard that plays out there with hustle and yeah has some flaws but you could develop into something uh, they let him go. I, I would really love for the Suns not to give up on Carter. I think it depends on what his number is, right? I mean, if if he winds up getting some kind of a large, larger and, and large for for a you know end of the rotation guy, but some kind of larger contract in this, it's not going to be it's not going to be worth it. But if you can get him for for a, you know a team friendly salary, I think you do bring him back. You continue to develop him and see if he could be that third point guard uh, on a really good Suns team in, in the future. I, I don't think he's ever going to be the backup to, to your main guy, but I think he can be that really good third guy that comes in and provides that defense, provides a spark, and if somebody gets injured, then can step into a, a more regular rotation minutes. You know, so if you can only bring one of those guys back, I'm going to say him again. You got Frank, Dario, Sheck, Ellie, Javon, and Aaron. If you can only bring one of those guys back, I mean, because I want to bring back a lot of them, but if you only can bring one of them back, it would have to be Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines is everything the Suns need as a backup center. He is perfect. He 
holds DeAndre Ayton accountable. There's a big reason DeAndre Ayton became better at defense this year. <clears throat> There's a lot of reasons, but one big reason was Aaron Baines being there and actually live on the court showing um, DeAndre what he should be doing, where he should be going. Um, Baines is great for DeAndre Aiden as a, as a developmental like uh, model to, to go toward because Aiden has everything Baines doesn't. So if Aiden can gain uh, the things that Baines does have, then he becomes even better of a player. I think Aaron Baines has to be the one out of all those. Now, of course, I want to bring several of them back. But I definitely think <clears throat> you've got to say Aaron Baines first, if possible. Now, if Baines gets offered $10 million a year for a few years from another team, all right, see you later, Aaron. We'll go with somebody else. But if he doesn't get any big offers, I'd bring him back with his bird rights after spending our, uh, the free agent money you've got. Then bring him back with bird rights because he's only got, I think, a $5 million, I got, I don't know, the 5 to $8 million cap hold. If you don't really need that money, you keep him on the cap hold, then you re-sign him for a big one-year contract or a big uh, one-year plus a team option contract. Because um, I think he's great for the locker room. He's great for uh, saying Monty's message, repeating Monty's message, living uh, Monty's message on the court. He's, uh, he's a really, really good influence. So I think um, that if of all those guys, I think you've got to have um, – uh, Aaron Baines come back. Sure, I want to bring Javon Carter back too. You got to have him coming. You got to got to have a guy like that coming off the bench. I agree with Tim on that. Frank would be a great team player coming back as well. Um, he wants to stay, uh, but def definitely Baines has two or three years left in the tank, Vincent, uh, for sure. Not high level, maybe not ten million a year kind of thing because he's only making five million a year this year. Um, but he's definitely a guy who will be in the NBA for three to five more years. And he'll, his, his effectiveness this year is as high as ever. And he's 32. So I think for sure. So, um, I would definitely bring Aaron Baines back and, uh, that would be over, over everybody else that could come back. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Dario too. I think the Suns need to go with more athletic, um, more rangy kind of guy who doesn't need his who's who isn't the most effective when a ball is in his hands because Dario's never going to have the ball in his hands a ton on any NBA team. Um, so you you definitely don't bring so, but I would do Baines first, uh, Frank second, and Javon third out of our non guaranteed guys. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably the same for me with the three with Baines and, and Frank being being pretty close and, and maybe low-key Baines having that that dry spell actually helped the Suns because the way he was playing at the beginning of the year I think he was going to price himself out of what the Suns could legitimately afford to to pay for him so maybe that lull actually helps them keep him because it's not just the three-point shooting and and the the picks and everything that he does well on the court to your point Dave it is what he brought to DeAndre Ayton uh being able to help light that that uh, passion and that fire and help him get smarter on defense and I know DeAndre did a lot of the work himself uh, it's not a knock on DeAndre but you need these veteran leaders who can help show the way and I think he certainly did that with Aiton this year so to uh, I agree with that point David I, I think that there is uh, a big reason to to consider bringing him back I think Frank is another one of those guys that has been a great influence on the locker room is one of the few players that we've heard uh, in recent memory, really want to be in Phoenix and want to be here long term. So at five million, 
I think he's definitely another uh, another one that you seriously should consider. But the cap ramifications are going to be huge this summer because of this pandemic and trying to figure out the Suns. We're going to be uh, one of the only teams with major cap space. Uh, and now they're going to have less of it. And how do you make that work? What were your plans? What were you going to try to go after? Uh, you know, a guy we're not talking about who isn't technically a free agent, but I think uh, a lot could swing in these these eight games is, is Kelly Oubre. Does he play? Does he choose to sit out without the team uh, advising that? Does that damage the relationship? Does he come back and play and just not look quite the same because of, of the injury? And does that make them wonder... Does he, has, does he potentially not have quite the same athleticism? I mean, he has mm. one year left on that deal. So <clears> if, you're, <throat> if you're going to use him as, a, as some kind of chip, it's this offseason. So, and then to, not to mention the truncated offseason that you went through, all these decisions are going to be made in a much smaller time frame now as well. So this is going to be one of the most fascinating three-month spans uh, in NBA memory because so much is going to have to happen uh, in a way that has never happened before uh, and with less money than everybody thought. So that will impact decisions on Baines and Frank and Carter and, and the group. So we're giving you know up what, on, but on the, the Suns are going to have less money, but so is everyone else in the league. It's not like when, um, when a report came out recently that the Suns are going to be one of the hardest hit with the dropping cap. No, the thing is the cap is league wide. And so the Suns will be, uh, we'll sure we'll lose some money to spend in free agency if the cap goes down next year, but so will all other teams, which means all other players looking for money will be offered that much less. So the Suns are still one of the handful of teams with the most of the money and they'll actually get reasonable contracts out of it. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to the fact the Suns have some of the most money out there because they'll get some really good deals. Um, I'm, I, I think it's, I think it could be, yeah, well, obviously we don't know how the off season is going to go. It's going to be um, everyone just jumping off the shelf like crazy. I mean, free agency is going to be like the toilet, the great toilet paper run of 2020. <laughs> And and as irrational as it was uh, with the with the toilet paper <laughs> yeah. run as well, somebody's going to just throw an offer out to to somebody in a panic move because oh my god we may run out of shooting guards during the rest of this pandemic. Somebody over six hours, all the shooting guards are going to be gone. So yes, there are going to be guys who get big offers and they're going to have to make quick decisions. But yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That was that, Dave. That may be the funniest thing you have ever said on this show. So, Tim, uh, you had asked, <laughs> you had asked because the room again. Uh, Tim, you had asked about uh, Diallo. I, I think you can probably bring him back cheap and and continue to to try to develop him. But uh, I don't think he's he's cracking your rotation for major minutes in these eight games. That it's gonna gonna swing any any decision with that. To be honest. Well, if he is, then the Suns are in trouble, right? Well, yeah, very, very I mean, much in trouble. You know, if, uh, if Shaq Diallo is out there playing 20, 25 minutes a game, we know how those eight games worked out for the Suns already. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, he might yeah, be I, doing that in the last four of those eight games, depending right. on how the first four go. He was probably the player, you know, apart from Tyler Johnson, but he was probably the player I was most disappointed with this season. Uh, I had a lot of expectations that 
that he was going to be able to come in and we'd all be screaming, why aren't, why isn't Shaq getting more minutes? And, you know, to a certain point, we saw that in some of the games he played. He never really got much of a chance, but he was definitely one of those players that I was uh, most disappointed with or um, just set unrealistic expectations. Well, he's just, he's a six, eight center. That's a big problem with him. Right. He's not, he didn't, he's ha- not to hold he didn't have the energy I thought he was going to have. Part of that is he, he did, he probably because the, uh, the offense wasn't tailored to him, but you know what? He's not good enough to have something tailored to him. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't stretch the floor, so he can't do the Baines role. He, he can only marginally do the DeAndre Aiden role. Um, I really do think that, um, uh, check, uh, it just isn't really good enough to have a major rotation spot in the NBA. Maybe he'll develop, but right now he's not. I mean, he's still younger than Brandon Clark. Um, Let's go ahead. I do want to take a minute to thank a supporter who uh, re-upped their subscription uh, supporting the show, Daniel Babb. Thanks so much for that. Um, I still have eight white boxes of sun swag that I need to send out. So uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let me know your address. I need to get to the post office anyway, and I will send that to you if anybody else wants to support the show. Um, In the show notes below, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast version of this, there is a support the show button. There's a one, five, or $10 option. And if you choose to do so, um, all three of us really appreciate you. Yeah, you need to get to the post office before it no longer exists. So, well, I need to get to the post office to send my sister something that I've been just putting off for weeks because it's you know it takes up my whole lunch break. I don't feel like going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, um, so this will give me a reason to go. Right now, we are going to react to Sun's headlines from Reddit as well as uh, Sun's Facebook, so we know it's quality. The first one coming from <laughs> Sun King J. Ben Simmons to the Suns now, starting with you, Dave. What are you going to give up for Ben Simmons? Are we just saying Ben Simmons for nothing, for free, just for the heck of it? Money for nothing and your Ben Ben Simmons Simmons for free? is a really, really good player. Um, I think uh, if you like Ricky Rubio, then you would love Ben Simmons. I mean, come on. Ricky can't shoot either. At least Ricky takes threes. That's true. And Ben refuses to. But Ben is so much such a better player all the way around. I would definitely take Ben Simmons and put him in the uh, point guard spot for the Suns and figure out the shooting. And hopefully Monty can talk him into taking more shots than uh, than his current coach can. So Brett Brown. So um, definitely I would take Ben Simmons for sure. But it all depends on what you got to give up. Problem is Ben Simmons is under a big contract just like uh, Devin Booker. So if it means giving up Booker, no thanks. I don't think this... if it means giving up Kelly Oubre, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a crazy uh, thing. I would, I would love Ben Simmons, and if you could make it work, Kelly Oubre, whatever your pick is this year, future picks, you know, some. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of, uh, of offer you could come up with. Now, I don't know that Philly, uh, decides to to go for that, but we're we're looking at a point where I think the 76ers are going to get to a crossroads where they have to decide is Embiid or uh or simmons are future because they don't seem to work well together uh, and if they decide that Embiid is that guy then there will be uh, an opportunity and i think you could put together a package to at least get to the table and i i would love to see uh see that uh it gets a weird <laughs> jenner uh 
a thing. Didn't it? Didn't Ben Simmons also date Kendall? Which we'll get to more Kendall. Versus oh wow, Kendall that would Lytle. be even more but, Kendall opportunities. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, which which reminds me way too much of the the old school '90s Mavs, where Jim Jackson, Jason Kidd, and uh, Jamal Mashburn didn't they all uh, go after Tony Braxton or something, at, and that blew that team up. <laughs> so maybe this is a bad idea just from off the court reasons, but I don't. I, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a bad Easy. idea for basketball reasons if you can figure out a way to actually make it happen. It, it it can only it can only work if they have a different point guard or he's uh you know playing the one. I mean that's the thing is you you can't have Ricky and Ben Simmons on the on the floor no, at the same time. The only reason why Ricky works is because you have a whole bunch of shooters around him. That is true. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Instead of Ricky Rubio, right. yeah, yeah, it would have to be an instead of. It's funny. Mt in the chat says he's not that high on Ben Simmons and he's Australian. Um, <laughs> In it, in the chat says, give up Ben for Kelly. Hell no. Um, I'm not that hell no about it. I mean, you but know, Kelly also a good says Aaron Gordon, and we know you love that, Tim. Uh, I, I, yeah, 100%. Would, I, I would probably trade Kelly Oubre Jr. for uh, Gordon. Yeah, 100%. He's a good player. Everyone should go watch Gordon in person and watch the impact he has on the, on the court in person. And I've really, I've, I know we've talked about it before, but what Orlando does with him is they play him the first four minutes and the last four minutes of every quarter. And I think it's a really interesting way to use your star player that I wish that Monty <laughs> would consider hey. doing. By the way, that's... really, you think so? Take all, take your best player out after four minutes. Hey, no, I... and then put him back in. Put him back in in the last four minutes, rather than Booker play, essentially playing, um, you know, uh, the first uh, ten minutes of a quarter, and then sitting out until the the last seven of, of the following. Can we talk about how cruel Tim just said? Is he just told us to go watch a guy in person, which is something we won't be able to do for a for a very long time? That's just that's just mean, Tim. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, truth, I, but he is better when you see him in person. Um, Joshua Payne, uh, this one came on Facebook. He was uh, sharing something from Bleacher Report. The NBA Players Association leadership believes that fans won't be allowed for the 2021 season. His comment was saying he doesn't believe it because the NBA would go bankrupt. I really think by the 2021 season, there's going to be some uh some uh, uh yeah some comfort level some greater comfort level where it could be 25 to 50 percent full i don't see people sitting shoulder to shoulder anymore until there is an actual vaccine out there that people have taken in mass um but definitely 25 to 50 percent full there's no way teams would avoid that if they if they could possibly they would possibly do they would do that if they possibly can and i think teams will figure that out well especially a team like the suns Who's investing all this money in uh, well, the in cities? The investing all this money in the arena and all these features that will be completely and utterly pointless next season if uh, if there is no ability to have fans in the stands. So I certainly think uh, if there is a way to to safely do it, uh, they will uh, be doing uh, doing that. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I, I see what I. I Obviously, we don't have any treatments for coronavirus right now. People think it went away, but it's actually still there. And there is no wave. There is no phase two yet or wave two because we're still in the first wave. We're still there. People are still going to the to the hospitals and all that Um, in Arizona, especially. uh, We're almost full on hospitals still. So um, we're not in we're not even 
getting to wave two yet. And we don't have a real treatment. So I would definitely say uh, that it will be uh, apprehend- there will be a lot of apprehension. But the whole reason we're going to Orlando is because money talks. Ultimately, money talks. And the whole reason we're going to end up with some fans in the stands next year is that money talks again. Yeah, well, uh, you think that they'll have... So in order to attend some political rallies, you have to essentially sign a waiver. Um, do you think that, that basketball fans would be willing, there would be enough basketball fans willing to sign a waiver to, to go to a game? The way it works, it'll actually be baked into the back of the ticket and the legalese right. on the back of the ticket. Just like you agree to a bunch of stuff when you purchase a ticket, if you ever read the back of a, a, a ticket like that. That'll be part of it, I guarantee. They'll cover themselves in terms of uh, you basically can't sue us if you get sick because you're you're at one of our games. You're you're taking that risk upon yourselves. Uh, I think that will most certainly be part of it if they let anybody walk into the doors. <laughs> Manny in the chat says to juice up the stream. You could play Ty Jerome highlights in the background. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> thanks, man. As long as you don't show him uh, the basket. <laughs> Manning must be one of those red reddit is his shots. Okay. Um, Manning must be one of those redditors that really love us if he wants Ty Jerome highlights uh, to spice it up. I love, there, so. I love Vincent. Vincent's great. 30% capacity, 15% Suns fans, 15% away fans. <laughs> yeah. it, that's that's generous that he thinks 15% Suns fans right now. I'm I'm impressed, Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, do the Suns have a specialist development coach focused on shooting like Chip England? I'm going to say, first of all, the fact that after ten, Chip England first became popular uh, more than a decade ago as a shooting coach for a team that is right now one of the worst shooting, well, actually one of the best two-point shooting teams in the league, but one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. So A, Chip is not like Magic Man on shooting or he'd be working for the Warriors. B, the fact that we know one shooting coach in the entire league means the whole league doesn't have very many shooting coaches. What, right. You uh, know, what about <laughs> T.J. Warren's shooting coach? Why don't the Suns hire him? Well, okay, so uh, I can't remember the guy's name right now. Dang it. But he's a free agent. He, like, um, coaches NBA players over off seasons. Shoot, what's his name? But anyway, uh, he basically sells his, his, his wares. And to some players, it works. And other players, it doesn't. And most of the Suns players, I think, have worked out with him, including Kelly Oubre this past offseason. And if I could remember his name, I would give it to you. Somebody in the chat might remember. But he's a he's a famous shooting coach that players go to in the summers. And he worked wonders with T.J. Warren in one summer. Um, and that's awesome. But there are other players he's worked with that hasn't had that much of an effect on. Because it's just like a hitting coach in baseball. Sometimes that guy is perfect for you, and sometimes they're not because of the way they teach and, and the what they're uh, trying to show. He, he is it with, Trevor West? No, shoot. He I'm going to have to look it up now. He worked with you cast considerations. He worked with cast considerations in the offseason as well, so uh, just as good of a shooter as TJ. So who needs TJ uh, Warren? That's not a bit. Uh, this next one, this is on Reddit, E-double-Y-T, free agent target Serge Ibaka. Um, I don't disagree. I just feel like you're really going to have to overpay for what Serge Ibaka brings to the game now, as opposed to what people's memory of Serge Ibaka is. Yeah. It's kind of like when people pay to see an Adam Sandler comedy, it's you're paying for what you remember from the past, not what you're currently getting. Uh, Sandler Um, comedies 
Not that great. Sandler dramas, I'd pay for that. Uncut Gems was pretty damn good. So, I, I mean, even his, his past Any comedies Sandler great movies great. are terrible these days. Come on, guys. Uh, they were terrible then, too, though. I mean, let's not. You know. Hey, you do not knock on Happy Gilmore or Billy right, Madison. Okay. I'll knock on Happy Gilmore. Come on. Sh- shampoo is better. No conditioner is better. I mean, that's just quality do comedy. Do I mean, come on. All right. No. So uh, Serge Ibaka, though, uh, let's say his sons can get him uh, 10 million a year. No. Worth it? No, you can you can spend that 10 million better than. Than Serge Ibaka, I I think you can whether it's via trade and and absorbing salary or finding guy in free agent, you can find a piece that has a, a better fit for your long term success than Serge Ibaka for ten million. Um, what was the what was the question? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> we got one, Dave. While you're looking that up, Manny C. This one is for Espo. The use of Kyrie in the title is that a pun? Or rethinking, or did Kyrie say something? The title of the episode being, Are Players Kyrie Thinking the Orlando Bubble? It, yes. Because Kyrie Irving held a phone call with uh, numerous NBA players questioning whether they actually should do the Orlando uh, Bubble or not on Friday night. So that is that is the joke uh, in the title. Um, Vincent says no Ibaka, but how much is Jeremy Grant worth per year? I love, love Jeremy Grant. Oh, I I spend over ten million on Jeremy Grant and and what feel alright mm-hmm. with it. Yes, you're you're paying <clears throat> instead of paying for what you remember about a guy, you're paying for what you think a guy can be in in that case and and where he can grow with your roster. Yeah. I certainly would invest in that. I think Jeremy uh, Grant is a great target for the offseason for sure. Hey, I found the name. So the free agent, the shooting coach that players go to on the off seasons doesn't work for any one team. His name is Drew Hanlon. And um, he's the one who helped out TJ Warren uh, one summer. And he helped out Kelly Oubre this past summer. So that's who we should spend $10 million on in the off season is, uh, is Drew Hanlon. <laughs> but he doesn't work great for everybody. That's all. Dave, Davis Bertans, Steve, um, Steve Holler in the chat. Look, he's a sh- look. If you want Kyle Korver, Davis Bertans is awesome. But if you're looking for something more than Kyle Korver, then um, you're not going to get it from him. So, yeah, if you want a guy who will shoot 45 percent off the, you know, off the bench, <clears throat> and if you and um, from threes, and he'll take them unconsciously, uh, but you don't need anything else from him. No passing, no rebounding, no dribbling, no defending, no nothing. Then there you go. And we'd get a guy that Tim would call Davis Burton's all the time as well. So that's a win. I, I'm, I'm or in. Bert Davis. <laughs> we love you, Listen. Tim. We love you. Listen. Um, okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, this is by Zinpoint1. I thought this was funny. Every single player besides DeAndre Ayton and Tyler Johnson had a negative net rating when on the floor with Ty Jerome. Yeah, I know. That's he, so he shouldn't be playing this year. <laughs> yes, that is accurate. I we knew that. The eye test told you that too. You didn't need analytics to tell you uh tell you that with Tyler Johnson. So everybody yeah. but Ricky Rubio basically at the point guard position has a net negative. Yeah. <laughs> uh that I mean that's pretty true. All right, so we're going to go to uh Kendall or Gentle, right? No, it's the game <laughs> that's sweeping the nation. We're playing Kendall 
or Kendall here on the Sun Solar Panel. The game is simple, gentlemen. I will give you a fact. You have to tell me, is it Kendall Marshall, former Suns point guard, or Kendall Jenner, the new dating flame of Devin Booker? Uh, so that is that is simple. We have five rounds. Whoever, whoever answers the most correct becomes our champion of Kendall or Kendall. Uh, guys, the way you will buzz in is say your name first and then give me the answer. I will tell you if you are correct. If the person who answers first gets it wrong, the other person gets a chance to steal. Are you guys ready to play Kendall or Kendall? So there's no gentle. What the, what the hell is a gentle? <laughs> no, there's no gentle. It's Kendall or Kendall. The joke is they're both named Kendall. Is that the joke? And they so, have a tie uh, to the sun. No lose. So, so are we are we ready to play Kendall or Kendall, gentlemen? Are they spelled differently? No, they're spelled exactly the same. That's the joke. Jeez, it, it, Tim asks too many questions. It, okay. Do you okay. want to play this or not? Um, this yeah. is, and hold on, we have to we have to say our name. Yes. To to buzz in, you say your name. So you will say Tim. To buzz in, we say our name. So I will read the fact. Or do I just clear my throat? Can I just clear oh, my throat God. to buzz in? No, please, Dave. Please clear your throat one more time on the podcast. <laughs> Dear Lord, we just need hey, to get it's allergies. We just need to get a recording of that and just hit it multiple times a show just to fill in the time the few minutes that Dave doesn't do it. So gentlemen, are you ready to play Kendall or Kendall? God, yeah, you guys are you guys Let's are just it. totally bought Let's into go! this. All right. First fact was born on November third, nineteen ninety five. Dave. Dave, you uh, rang in first. Is it Kendall Marshall or Kendall Jenner? Kendall. Marshall or Jenner. That's the what you need to answer with. <laughs> no, what, what, year, what year? Tell me the year. November 3rd, 1995. Marshall. Correct. Hey. Actually, not. Ha! I just punked you. It was <laughs> Jenner. So, so uh, I, I guess you can't really jump in and steal because there's only two answers. So, so <laughs> no point there. We're going to give Tim the point because Dave got it wrong. We move on to number two, made $2.1 million. You, know you cannot assume that Tim would get it right. On a, on an... <laughs> he would have said gentle, which technically wouldn't have been right. <laughs> Fact number two, gentlemen, this person made $2.1 million in 2015. Tim. Tim, go ahead. <laughs> Kendall. Wrong. <laughs> oh, he didn't even say a last name. Well, because he didn't say a last name, technically he's right and wrong. And what, I which get one? To steal. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, Two point one million in twenty fifteen. That would have to be. Uh, what's her? What's her name? Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Jenner. Wrong. Kendall Marshall. So we are tied one to one and you guys suck at this game. <laughs> much like uh, much like actually playing basketball. You both suck like, at this. So, like Kendall Marshall at NBA basketball. Question number three, gentlemen. This person has never assisted a Devin Booker basket. Uh, hey. uh, Tim technically came in first. No, uh, I didn't. I did. I very much did. Uh, Marshall. Uh, you are incorrect. Dave, would you like to steal? <laughs> Jenner. Wrong. It was both. Neither of them have ever assisted Devin Booker on a basket. 
So neither of you get the point there. Dude. We move to four. Uh, it's tied. Uh, TMZ would say otherwise. Wow. Depends on your definition of a basket. All right, we move to question number four. That was the entire premise of my answer. <laughs> we <laughs> we move on to question number four, as this tied one to one. And Kendall or Kendall, gentlemen, this person is afraid of pancakes. Is it Kendall Marshall or Kendall Jenner? Dave. It's Go Jenner. Ahead. That is correct. Dave got it right. Kendall Jenner is afraid of pancakes. Dave takes a two-to-one lead. Uh, it's an insurmountable lead. It is. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, uh, Tim can't even get the name right. So we move into the final. <laughs> the final question in Kendall or Kendall. And the one and only epi- episode of this we're going to do because this has been a train wreck. <laughs> Number five, this person <laughs> looks good in Carolina blue. What? what? This person looks good in Dave. Carolina blue. Dave. Jenner. Wrong. No, Carolina Ken blue. never looks good. No, no. Ken Marshall never looked good in Carolina blue. He may have wanted to wear it, he looked, but he never looked good. He wound up as a you lottery put, You pick. put Kendall Jenner in Carolina blue next to Kendall Marshall in Carolina blue, and Kendall Jenner is the one who looks good. Well, I win. Let's... Let's just say this. I win. It's a tie, and this was a horrible premise. Thanks for listening to the one and only. Oh, we got to throw the graphic back up, too. You guys can't see this. But thanks for watching the one and only and listening to the one and only episode of Kendall or Kendall. Uh, So no gentle. (laughs) Or gentle. It doesn't freaking matter. (laughs) And that was bad, all right? I I tried to be creative. I I, I really feel like this should be like a game that we play a lot. (laughs) No, let's not. Uh, So, everybody, thank you so much. Call to action. End of the show. That is, if you are listening in the podcast version of this right now, open up the podcast app. There is uh, the episode. There is a leave a voicemail button. Click that button. Leave us a voicemail. We will use it on next week's introduction of the Sun Solar Panel podcast. My name is Tim Tompkins. Dave. Greg, we thank Adios, you. Adios, amigos. Ahoy, hoy. And I apologize for Kendall or Kendall.